No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Congratulations. This, this is what you voted for. <laughs> oh my goodness. Stop it. It's awful. Sco! Good afternoon and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It is Wednesday night and you're live with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand, no name crackers. Some things never change around here. This is the Wine and Crackers broadcast right here on D-Line. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Uh, become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to yell angrily into my ear techno- you know, technologically, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. Uh, we're going to have a different kind of a show today. Very different kind of a show. Um, the the I have a, a whole bunch of guys waiting uh, we're going to get some opinions out. We're going to some thrash some shit out. And I have done my absolute best to cover as much of the spectrum as possible. We have a Republican. We have a Libertarian. We have a Tea Party, uh, you know, former Tea Party organizer. I am hoping that a Democrat will join us eventually. And we also have a Doomsday Prophet lined up for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So I want to thank all the guys. And we're going to go straight to them. I'm not going to fuck around. There's a lot of stuff that I want to say as well. A lot of things to go over, um, but I'm going to do it throughout the process of the conversations that we have on the show. But I just did want to do one thing and one thing only, if I could, to start the show off today. Thank you for joining us. Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with the diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Says shenanigans. Great restaurant. Great restaurant. Thank you for joining us. There's one thing I wanted to go over very quickly and then we'll go straight to the chat and we'll open up the room. <coughs> Pardon me. I posted this. Uh, it's not really a pat on the back, but I mean, this is more in the context of how can the media get stuff so wrong? And, uh, you know, we've got James R. who's going to uh, come on and have a chat with us tonight as well. Amberlina with the diamond, tell me something good, Boogie. We'll, we'll, we'll tell you things, and it's up to you whether you think it's good or not. How about that? That's the best I can give you. Uh, you know, I was listening to one of James's periscopes the other day. He was talking about how is it possible that the media can get so much wrong? They have this huge budget. 
they have whole teams of people researching things. Well, here's an example. Okay, so July 26, I posted this. Been messing with the interactive map on ABC. In this mock-up, Trump needs to win Florida, Pennsylvania, and Arizona to keep the White House. Any one of those states goes blue and Biden wins. Now, here's the electoral map that I made. You can see here, if I switch, everybody is predicting that Biden will sit just on the required 270 at the end. Like there's 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 other conversations around that, and it's not entirely you know set in stone. But we'll get into all of that. But if you just take the quote unquote uh, pundit projected view, they're saying Biden ends up on 270. If you take Arizona away from Trump on the map that I tweeted out on July 26 and change it to blue for Joe Biden, he gets 270. Right on the money. And if you compare it with the map that as it currently stands, it's exactly the same fucking map. I even got the split in Nebraska right. So it's the same map that we have now. If you switch Arizona from red to blue, which oh, I said in a tweet, is a possibility. Hello. Nevada will cast the deciding vote, mark my words. Well, there's a long way to go with all of that, but I just wanted to I just wanted to show you. The media with their billions of dollars and their teams of researchers couldn't get it as close. They couldn't get it anywhere near as close as li- your mate, your little old mate Boogie Bumper from the other side of the world. Who cares about that fucking foreigner? He doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't get anything right. He's got no right to talk about this, you know. It's the same fucking map. Okay? So with that. <laughs> I want to open up the floor. We don't usually do the big group thing. Um, so how about I go through one at a time and introduce the guys, the fellas, the team. Uh, we've got the Doomsday Prophet himself, Major Tom. How are you, sir? Not too bad. So so you're selling out now? Like you you hit the big time? You're doing panel shows? Panel show? Yes. Yes, indeed. We're doing panel shows. Uh, you all get to represent your own thing. Uh, <laughs> so this is going to be great. Hopefully, Hopefully it erupts into an orgy of hatred and violence. That's what I really want to see. Uh, well, that's what the world's erupting into. It's well, <laughs> neither here nor there. We better put some boards up on the Boogie Bumper Studio windows. Uh, we've also got Mr. America, the Bearded Truth, representing the libertarian option today, and you are very unpopular today, Mr. America. Always unpopular. Always. Even more we're, unpopular we're the- today. Yes, I love it. Uh, <laughs> the tears are delicious, um, and I want to thank everyone for them. But yes, always hated and always... Always unwelcome. Thank you for having me. You're you're hated and unwelcome everywhere except here. We have the former Tea Party organizer, uh, soon to be black pilled, uh, our friend, host of Winning TV, Phil D'Angelo. Phil, can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Everyone's coming in loud and clear. <laughs> so you're the the Breitbart esque uh, last remnant of the Tea Party faction, which helped repel Donald Trump to mm-hmm. election victory in 2016. Now sitting where we are. So I'm looking forward to hearing from uh, Phil as well. And last but definitely not least, a bit of a reunion of sorts. My old comrade from Trust and Verify, the one, the only, at Real Person PLTCS, James R. Welcome aboard, sir. Hey, uh, let me try to be the one to screw up the microphone. Hopefully you guys can uh, hear me. Normally I'm the one with the good mic, but I think today I'm in just a crap location. No, no, you are in Hawaii. That's understandable. So you're not wrong. 
we've we've unearthed another <laughs> so election like fact. How how is it worked? Can, can you really string a cups that far together from Hawaii to, to here? You're speaking to Dixie cups because that's what it sounds like. I mean, he's the closest one, so I mean, it it it, it works. Yeah, he's the closest to me. So as far as I'm that concerned, you're all the filthy foreigners, and James is actually the familiar. Oh, he's an honorary Australian today, practically, and we're on honorary Hawaiians. See, we're all in the Pacific Ocean together. Um, first, where do, we, right. where do we want to start and who wants to go first? How about this? How about a couple of minutes each? Just, just have your, have your thoughts, have at it. Tell me where we stand so we can get into something here. How about we kick it off with major Tom? He was here first. Uh, well, if any of you have been watching my show and I do recommend that you do, because that's what I'm here to do is plug my show. But <laughs> if you've been watching my show, uh, you would know that this is exactly what I said would happen. I have been covering articles now for almost a month every weekend of how bad they've screwed up the election system on purpose because they don't care about your vote. And now, because they've done that in an effort to retain power, they have made it impossible for us to actually figure out who the president is. Mm. But the only thing that's going to be constant is the government always stays in power. If they really cared about your vote, they would know exactly who it is so that we all vote for within a couple of hours. But instead now, because we've decided to mail out unsolicited ballots to every home in America almost, they're finding new ballots every hour on the hour under rocks on the side of the road. Not hyperbole, by the way. That actually happened. They're finding ballots on top of ballots in places that should have been counted first. It is amazing. <laughs> and now we're all going to be at each other's throats this entire time for probably the better part of a month. And then they're going to calm us all down. They're going to get it all out of our system. We're going to forget how bad they've been fucking us in the ass of the cactus for the last four years. And they're going to do it all over again. And everyone's going to take a big old bite of this shit sandwich and say, tastes great, daddy. How about we do this again in four years? So we can all just, we can all just fucking forget about how terrible the world is and kill each other one more time so that Amazon stock will go up again. It's awesome. <laughs> one of the, this is why I love Major Tom. He is one of the epic, most epic ranters, the most, you know, an uncovered gem of epic rantness every single time. Oh my God. I absolutely well, I love was telling, it. I was telling Boogie Bumper, like I went to bed, uh, I live on the East Coast. So I went to bed at like 11 because I, I actually operate on Doomer time. Like I get four hours of sleep a day and I had to be at work at four. And I was like, all right, Gotta be a boy. I gotta sleep at some point. So uh, when I went to bed, it looked it was like gonna be Donald Trump. And I, I'm gonna be honest, I hate both candidates, but of both of them, <laughs> Donald Trump was the guy I wanted to win. Like hands down, I, I've never argued he's not the greatest president of my lifetime, but he's just not he's the not kind of president him. we deserve. Right. But, however, I was like, all right, it looks pretty good. You know, I'm I'm not exactly sure. I can't be 100 percent certain, but it's leaning that way. And by the time I woke up at four in the morning, which is exactly when all these ballots started just mysteriously showing up all at one time with zero votes being added to the Trump total, I just looked at my phone and smiled and went up. Oh, I guess we, I guess he lost. I guess the fix really is in because there's no way he's going to pull it out now that they're just printing ballots as fast as they fucking can. All right. Can I? I'm going to have to play devil's advocate a little bit tonight. And I hope you guys understand, you know, for the sake of like, getting the conversation through so here's a couple of things right there's an old i love how you said it's going to happen again in four years there's a very old saying in politics uh it doesn't matter who you vote for the government always wins 
So exactly. that might be a little bit of libertarian tart or whatever, but we'll go to Jason, Mr. America, the beard of truth <laughs> any moment now. Um, but the other thing is when the, the voter fraud thing, I remember talking about this in the 2018 midterms and people were saying voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud. I'm like, okay, but here's the thing. Don't hang your hat on voter fraud, right? Like don't, don't rely on voter fraud because the reality is Trump had like the DOJ, they had t- people can investigate it. And they turned up, they found voter fraud. They turned up like one guy in the Carolinas who was Republican and a few Democrats in Texas. And it just never came to fruition. I guess the, what I'm trying to say here is it's very difficult to get government to investigate itself, even if you think your case is righteous. And so I do, I do wonder if, you know, there's an unprecedented amount of votes. There's more mail-ins that's ever been before. Um, you know, how much is actually going to be put down to fraud and how much is going to be narrative building. But we, we can get into all of that. Um, <clears throat> Mr. America, the beard of truth. Yeah. And, um, and do you think I'm missing the mark here or is there... No, like, it, how about it, this? How, also... one, sorry, one more thing. When I say I'm sure voter fraud took place, what I'm saying is I'm sure at least one vote was fraudulent somewhere. Like, I'm sure it took place. But to yeah. what extent? I don't know. And I probably never will know. And was it enough to change the election? It might be improbable. Yeah. And and I think that, you know, the, the issue of, of mail-in ballots certainly increases the ability for there to be voter Absolutely. fraud. Absolutely. I mean, we, we recently had some cases on on just like the uh, the requirement on the outside of if you need to have a witness uh, signed for it. And some states require two, which I think is a good thing. Um, but, but of course, you know, that does increase the ability for there to be voter fraud, whether it's, as you said, you know, whether that's actually going to cause a change or not, that's, that's really something that has to be proven. I mean, you can't just say, well, my candidate didn't win, therefore it occurred. Um, but of course we have states like Pennsylvania that, uh, just kind of weirdly have a setup where you can mail in your ballot the day of election. So as long as it's postmarked the day of election, they'll count your ballot. And so that's why, you know, Pennsylvania, we don't have. Um, we don't have a solidified answer yet, but this is of course going to, I mean, looking at the buildup, this was always, if you look at the Republican candidates, right, I was doing phone banking. So I was doing canvassing throughout this entire election. And, and so Republicans were being told, Hey, don't worry about COVID. COVID's not a serious thing. Go out and vote the day of. And Democrats, of course, were, were on the other side. They were fearful of COVID. So they were like, you have to mail them in. This mm-hmm. is why we've seen such a drastic change. I mean, it's, yep. uh, and, and kind of the most diverse uh, areas, we saw 80-20. And I mean, other areas, we've seen 90-10. I mean, 95-5. And you, um, you even... also can't help but think, like, um, mail-in ballots have always historically favored the Democrats. And yep. there's, there's, a less, there's less of an impulse on the person voting to do a mail-in ballot. Like, it's, it's not, you don't have to get up, you don't have to get in the car, you don't have to walk down the road, you don't have to stand in line. You get it in the mail, you tick your box, and you send it back off again. So there's a yep. convenience factor. And I just wonder now, um, by this, say this time four years from now, just say there's no pandemic, I can already see this thing being written, this script being written, right? Uh, I expect yep. the Democrats to push for majority mail-in ballots for every election now. And it's going to be, they're going to use words like this. It's not going to be about safety, but they're going to use these kinds of terms. It's going to be like, we saw an outpouring of democracy in the 2020 election. The mail-in ballot system gave us the opportunity to reach voters that have otherwise been suppressed by the system. 
This is democracy in action. This gives us an opportunity to reach out with so many new voters who would otherwise not have the ability to vote. And if you stand against it, they'll say, uh, why are you standing against democracy? You must be some kind of fascist. You don't believe in the electoral system. James, do you think I'm on the money here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that you're definitely down the right track with that. I mean, the argument, what you just said, if you think about it, what was the argument why we needed these electronic voting machines? Oh, the argument was so we could have the election results the night of. Mm -hmm. Now, all of a sudden, the narrative has completely changed. Fuck it. We don't need to know who won for a week, a month, a year. Wait a minute. What the (laughs) fuck just happened? Where where did they just come with that bullshit from? I do want to take real quick a moment to start start the shit on your show. Absolutely. Because, you know, so uh, I want to take a little bit of umbrage with what uh, what the Doomsday prediction guy said there, Major Tom. Uh, and by the way, obviously watch Major Tom. But he said that he didn't like Donald Trump, but of the two, he was the one that he preferred. But he said this this particular thing. He said, he's not the president we deserve after he just got done saying how we deserve the shit sandwich we're about to fucking eat. <laughs> so wait a minute. Your own duality of thought there kind of doesn't make sense. It's incongruous. <laughs> I'm running. I'm the guy that you wanted to elect. <laughs> I was the guy that America with his own nuclear arsenal. That's what America deserves. If you're not aware with Major ah. Tom's platform, James, this was Major Tom's platform. It was Big Empty 2020. Vote for me because I will turn our nukes on ourselves and end this all. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have voted for me, none of this would have been a problem. None of if this would have happened. Would have all we of the parties crying would have been over with. James, I need to go back and change my vote. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> Thank you, I see you. Yeah, great, right? Maybe if we could start finding boxes Thank of ballots you, for Major I Tom now, that would be the ultimate. It's just a little picture of a little bomb on the bottom of the ballot slip. <laughs> yeah, that's good enough. You guys aren't checking signatures anyway. What's the fucking difference? We're gonna, we're going to vote for Major Tom. Um, James, you, I was. I was mostly in uh, Phil Winning TV's um, chat, and we'll get to him after you. And I was jumping into your chat room uh, when I could, but I was making comments, but I think your chat, because it's got like fucking a thousand people and it moves so fast, you can probably read it one out of every 300. So I was like, well, he probably doesn't even know I'm here. So I'm kind of screaming into the abyss. So thank you for joining us today so I can actually talk to you. Um, Where do you stand right now like on this? Because I know you were very bullish on the day of yeah i'm still bullish uh i'm looking at the actual things right I, i'm trying to I, i'm trying to have fun on your show but sure. the, the guy's honest truth with me is that i'm confident uh because i can see what is going on and when all of the noise gets filtered out donald trump's still gonna be the president everything's gonna go forward uh you know so right now it's just a bunch of noise right? and that's exactly really if, if you really think about it and i think that if you look at what you have said, it's consistent with virtually what almost everybody on this panel, I think, has said, is that their actual goal here was just chaos. Mm-hmm. And they've achieved that. They've achieved their goal of chaos so that they can delegitimize, you know, the president going forward and say, oh, he's not the real president. There were so many problems. But they only won because the court decided this. They only won because uh, they discounted uh, a thousand illegal ballots over here, but they won't call them illegal ballots. You know, they'll say, you know, the, 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 these were all legitimate ballots. They disenfranchised the voters. That's all it's about. It's the same Russia, 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 Russia crap that we've been seeing. It's why you had the complicity of the news organizations, including Fox News, who hired 
a Democrat strategist to call the election, and then they called Arizona blue instantly. They called Virginia blue instantly. When Donald Trump was ahead by like half a million votes the entire night, it wasn't until the very end where all of a sudden, oh, here comes some, uh, another mysterious box of votes over here. But I'm not arguing whether or not he won Virginia. I'm arguing that the fact is that everybody created a confluence of chaos hmm. events around the election. The, the presentation, you're saying maybe the presentation leads itself to more questions rather than answers, and more questions creates more you know, content for, you know, political panel shows, like not, not us, but I mean like, you know, cable news programs and stuff like that. And then they can dive into the weeds more and get more semantical. What you said about the, you know, the, uh, creating this situation where it's going to be accusations, the, the election isn't legitimate. I think you're a hundred percent true, but sadly, like this is my genuine opinion, not playing devil's advocate here. Sadly, if, I, and I, I do tend to think it's going to fall like rightly or wrongly on the Biden side, believe it or not. But because um, I am pessimistic and James is optimistic, we've known that for years, but putting that to one side. <laughs> that's right. um, so the thing is with the argument about the legitimacy, that's that's now that's going to be the next four years just on the other side, though. So let's just say that Biden wins now. Uh, the Arizona thing, the Michigan thing, the vo- the votes going missing, votes turning up we're now creating like, and I'm not saying it's even wrong to do it. It's, it's right to question things. Right. But it's now creating a situation where the next four years are going to be spent. Like if you, if you're a Democrat and you thought after the last four years that you've seen the end of investigations and accusations about uh, elections being illegitimate, you need to take a Valium because the next four years is going to be exactly that. Even if Biden wins the White House, like most people predict he will, like you've you've only just created this tsunami. Now it's going to be the same thing flying back in the opposite direction. It's not going to be all peaches and rosy for you. Um, winning TV. Yeah. Oh, sorry, me, go ahead, go ahead. Just like, real quick, I just want to say, you and I, and I, I only say this because it's more of what I know. But you and I, have for years, have said it's called information apocalypse, mm-hmm. and that's what we've achieved. We, we have a complete disaster of information, yep. and that's what we really need to sort out in this country besides anything else. The fact that we can't trust the media, we can't trust the information sources, no matter where they're from, is what's creating this apocalyptic situation where nobody trusts anything. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's much harder. I forget who said it. It was in a book I read once, uh, one of the few books I've read. Uh, I can't remember who said it, but it was something along the lines of, it's much more difficult to get people to believe in something that's not true, it's much easier to get people to stop believing anything is true. So that's that's where you get to this situation where you can't trust your own eyes, you can't trust your own brain, you can't trust anything. Um, and it leaves people in a, in a kind of wandering stupor waiting to be read, led around by the nose to whatever uh, appeals to their biases and their emotional responses most adequately at that given time. You know what I mean? So uh, this is, you know, to steal a line from Rachel Maddow, this is who we are. This is where we're at. Uh, winning TV, are you there? Phil D'Angelo. I'd need to speak to Phil because he promised me that he would go six weeks, six months until the election is sorted. And apparently he got two hours sleep this morning. So I'm very disappointed. Phil, explain yourself. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got two hours of sleep last night or this morning, uh-huh. four o'clock to six o'clock, went to work. Um, yes, I do watch Major Tom, by the way, and I've tried to drive my 
Jeep into a bridge pylon many times after listening <laughs> to Major Tom. I think it's very dangerous. <laughs> do, not, do not operate <laughs> yeah. heavy machinery while listening to Tom. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, you know give us the lay of the land. What of? do you think? What do you think? Well, first off, this reminds me of uh, Bush Gore. Does anybody remember that? Oh, yeah. Florida, yeah. the hanging chads. Yeah. Everybody up all night waiting for weeks on weeks on weeks to find out who won. If Biden ends up winning, they will be hanging chads <laughs> yes. in the street. Yes, it yeah. reminds, this reminded me exactly of that, only worse, because look what happened in Arizona. They gave it to Biden, took it away, gave it back. <laughs> They're going to take it away again. Apparently, NBC took it away really? again at about 2 o'clock this afternoon. Wow. So what? this is craziness. Um you guys brought up the uh, mail-in ballots. We, don't forget about the ballot harvesting that's been going on as well. Uh, in mm. California, Republicans started doing ballot harvesting, and California, Gavin Newsom wanted it stopped <laughs> the second the Republicans started doing it. Um how right in the middle of the Democrats doing it, so sure, and like that—that that stuff's out there. That evidence is out there, right? And those, those, that at least anecdotal, circumstantial evidence is out there. Do you think yeah. that election fraud ultimately costs it? Like, let's let's say, like, let's just say it didn't, because for 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 like for the sake of argument, was there anything that Trump did wrong, and was there anything that Biden did right? Because I I remember saying back in July when I posted that tweet that I spoke about at the start of the show. I asked the question, like right under that tweet, um, quote, has the GOP done enough in the blue wall states flipped in 2016 to hold them in 2020? And as it stands right now, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania on a knife's edge. I thought they did in Michigan with the auto industry. Yep. Um, that remains to be seen yet. It's still up in the air, right? Uh, well, no, it's been officially uh, the Biden uh, campaign is oh, now, has now. Yeah, they've now declared on it apparently. Oh, so, yep. well, it's not official unless CNN and Fox say it's. Well, the New York Times. Remember, the responsibility of the media to inform you who won the election. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just like the the emails, you can't read those unless uh, CNN's uh, Fredo Cuomo reads them for you. I've I've got a really good one since um you brought up CNN, uh, I've got a really good one for you. you now you know how everyone's saying, uh, well at least this proves that it's the end of the media, right? At least this proves that the media no longer has any credibility and any any revel, uh, relevance. Remember we said that in 2016. Have a look at this from today, CNN's final 2020 electoral college outlook. Quote: A remarkably stable race comes to an end. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> tonight on Anderson Cooper, what we are really blessed with here in the United States is that a very uneventful election took place and there's really no genuine questions about the overall outcome. Don't you think it's fantastic? We predicted everything the way that we thought it would go. A very stable race comes to an end. <laughs> actually, Wait, I'm is not that an actual headline from them? Did they actually run that? Yeah, it's an article. I've got it on the screen right now. That is. That is fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. Because they're going to present, like, it's like after Donald Trump won the election, what do you say? Our country's never been so divided. There's so much division. Everybody's at each other's throats. But, you know, if Hillary Clinton won by one vote, the narrative would be people voted for Hillary because they chose unity. 
the country's never been so united yep. behind their first female candidate. It's just rhetoric. It's just wordplay. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. I mean, the media is doing what the media is supposed to do. And that's if you get the bad guy in, you, you create the division and you blame it on him. If you get the guy that you want, it's, it's time to come together, people. <laughs> you just need to unify around this. Uh, and but that's the thing. I don't see unity in the in the near future anytime soon. Do any of you? No, I'm, I'm no. so real quick. Um, I just want to talk about a little bit of the Michigan race, a little bit of the Please Florida do. race. Go so, for it. Uh, up there in Michigan right now, it's it's being declared going to going to Joe Biden by a, a, roughly around seventy thousand votes. Oh, it just updated seventy thousand votes. Darn, this is no longer applicable. Uh, just a moment ago, it was forty eight thousand. And so Joe Jorgensen, the Libertarian Party presidential candidate, had 59,000. Uh, so every Libertarian, of course, is at fault because we didn't vote for Donald Trump in order to pull him over <laughs> over, over the edge. Yeah, and believe it or not, um, I've made this argument on my show before. Like, I'm one of the people who has voted Libertarian in the past. I didn't this mm -hmm. time. But uh, it's always, uh, I, I could never understand the argument of not voting for third party or or at least the argument that if you vote third party you're throwing your vote away it's like you people understand that you keep voting for the same two groups of people yes. and the same two groups of people keep doing the same things to you every single time mm -hmm. okay so it's not your decision who somebody else votes for just because your guy didn't win <laughs> like, yeah it sucks yeah. and yeah that person might be worse off for it but the only reason it never changes it's because the majority of people have the opinion that if we just keep voting for these same two corporations that are masquerading as fucking political parties, somehow at some point things are going to change. Well, yep. the and, rollback, and the rollback, sorry to interrupt, the rollback has already started because it's, this is funny. I think you'll appreciate this. I've got two articles here from The Hill. The first one, Pentagon watchdog replacing audit of bias with probe of Trump order banning diversity training. <laughs> We're now investigating Donald Trump. <laughs> For banning diversity training, this has happened already. And this... oh no, well, Twitter censored him <laughs> today. Oh, Twitter yeah, yeah, yeah. began to censor him as hard as they could this yep. morning. But like before six a.m., they were already making it impossible for you to retweet him, yep. or or they made it. They made sure to tag everything that he was tweeting. They've already decided for you that you, that he lost. Well, they didn't even wait. See, I see this yep. as bureaucrats trying to impress the new boss. You know yeah. what I mean? There's there's a yeah. new there's a new boss coming in. We've got to do the right thing. And this one is very good. Was it faulty science or ethnocentrism that worsened the pandemic? Oh geez. <laughs> it was all those white nationalists. <laughs> Always got to be racism. So, racism. But do you see the subtext to this? Because already we're now looking for a trapdoor out of the pandemic, right? We're looking for an easy thing to plan it on, so we can just hey, we told you we're gonna we're gonna cure the virus now. So if you vote for us, we'll cure the virus. We'll stop the virus by stopping Donald Trump. You know the you know the lines, right? How many people said November fourth was going to be the end of COVID? I mean, uh, that, I mean that was a discussion from early on. Well, November fourth, it was ethnocentrism. Oh, here, oh, sorry. Well, here I can get see rid them. Of it and we're done. Here I can see them planting seeds. And I just want to address one comment in the chat from Heisenberg, and then we'll maybe go back to James for a comment. Uh, Heisenberg is a very staunch Democrat. He's been around for a while. How you going, Heisen? Haven't seen you. He he hasn't shown up in my show for like two years, but he's here today. But you're always welcome, Heisenberg. Thank you for doing this. He asks in the chat, uh, obviously very earnestly, will Donald Trump concede to unite the country? But that's exactly the point that I was making, right? 
after the last four years, if you thought it was the end of investigations and accusations of illegitimacy and yada, 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 because this wasn't a decisive win, you're not going to get that from the other side. You you may feel like you're deserving of it, but the Democrats never conceded the 2016 election. Hillary Clinton never conceded the 2016 election. In fact, you've spent the last four years saying that the 2016 election wasn't legitimate. So you, you can say, is Donald Trump going to unite the country by standing aside? It's, it's a naive dream. And even if he does eventually lose the count, which I suspect he may, and Biden becomes the president, it's not going to stop there. This talk of illegitimacy and it's not a fair election and all every possible conversation, there's going to be investigations in the Senate. There's going to be investigations and people demanding reports and all that kind of stuff for the next four years. That's just the environment now. And it started in 2016. Uh, James R. Maybe can't talk. He is at work, I think. So does anyone want to jump in there? <laughs> well, uh, what's amazing to me is that now, uh, I mean, like you said before, the government never finds itself at fault mm-hmm. at any point in time. So they have to also operate now with the assumption that the, 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 the voting uh, places and the voting, whatever you call them, I forget, the, the, like the poll, the heads of the polling places in these other shades, they are part of the government. So they're not going to come out and tell you, hey, we fucked this up so bad mm-hmm. <laughs> that we're sorry. And we're going to have to, I don't know, do it over again or something. That's never going to happen. So whatever the total is, is what the total is. And more importantly, it's fucking... Like you always want to be in a position when you're kind of taking this sort of loss to argue from the point of, well, I won. Why are we here? Right. And and Donald Trump clearly isn't going to be in that position. Like they're already doing everything in their power to make sure that everybody knows that he was the guy that barely lost. Right. <laughs> so right. the chances of him walking in anywhere and going, hey. What's going on with this? It's pretty slim because eventually they just go, yeah, whatever. We're just moving on without you. And I think I think that both uh I think you covered this on your your show as well, and I know I covered it last night, and uh, I've covered it on previous shows where I've guessed it on. Um, no one was ever going to accept the results of these elections. Mm. It didn't matter which side won. The other side was going to say it was it was faulty. It had to be decisive right? either way, like clear cut. Yeah. And, and, and even if it was clear cut, it would have just been now that's clearly just going to confirm my bias even more. There was clearly a lot more mail-in ballots if it was Biden. There was clearly, was clearly more Russians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, at the end of the day, like I was just last night, I was sitting there drinking my Buffalo Trace and just sipping on some good bourbon, some good American bourbon. And um, it was just like, you know, I don't Thank I don't you. care which way it goes. Um, both of these candidates were, were going to be terrible for the nation as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of us were both of them were going to grow the government. and We're going to see more regulations, more controls over trade, over health care, over every aspect of our lives. And so I didn't care. I, I voted my conscience. I voted for somebody who was going to liberate us. And and at the end of the day, I was ready for the battle that was going to come about. Um, and here we are waiting the next day, and it looks like Biden's going to be the next uh, next president of the United States. Uh, well, do- sorry, Kamala Harris. <laughs> well, Kamala's probably going to be in there pretty soon, I imagine. 
I mean, we were covering some of the Biden stuff in the lead up to the the election. It's not pretty. I mean, he's no, he's, he's getting frustrated with himself because, you know, when you get older like that, your brain doesn't work as quickly as it used to when you're a younger man. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just what happens. Um, age, 50 years in politics has not treated him well. You know what I mean? He's not a sprightly mid-70-year-old. He's, he's, he's very much. I want to say he's the, oldest, he's the oldest president-elect ever. Is he really? I didn't know that. I believe he is. I believe he's, so well. he, is yep. he is 80, is he like 80? Isn't he like in that range? No. Or no, 78? He's, he's, he's in the mid 77. 77. 77. Um, we've got James R. back. Um, I know you're at work, so sorry about that. Did you want to take a free hit at... Um, Jason's comment there, because I thought you might appreciate it. While I was listening to it, I thought, oh, Dave's will be willing yeah. to have a chat about this. <laughs> yeah, about half of it, I actually agree with Jason. I know. Shocking. I actually agreed with what, what? he said. You're, but, a, lib- you know, half, you're a libertarian like, traitor as well. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the half that I disagree with, I disagree with so venomously that I just thought he wanted to discuss it at this point. Uh, <laughs> 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 that I would just say that uh, I agree with this point that it didn't matter who won this election. Everybody was not going to accept it. One side was still going to be the same that they are, in my opinion, the left. You know, uh, Heisenberg, he's a he's an activist. It's his job to go out and say, oh, is Trump going to concede? That's Correct. his job. We get it. Yep. You know, uh, is Biden going to concede? I mean, obviously, there's always the opposite argument to everything that they say. Why doesn't Biden concede? He lost Arizona. He lost uh, uh, Wisconsin. He lost Pennsylvania. Why is he not conceding? I mean, so who cares, right? As far as that, that's why I said I'm confident. I'm still. I'm looking at what's actually going to happen. The actual court challenges. Okay. Uh, Biden's not going to win this thing. I don't think. I, I don't think there's any fucking way. And you know, I mean, we have to fight for that. That's that's our goal. That's our job. We have to fight for the security of our. Biden's not going to win this thing. I don't think. I don't think there's any fucking way. <laughs> Sorry, I just muted someone in the chat because they were repeating back into the speaker. Go ahead. Well, I've got something to show you then because maybe we can get your comment on this. And um, Sam, our Democrat, has joined us. So, um, but if you if you can mute your, your shit there, Sam, so it's not like playing back into the speaker, that'd be awesome. Get some headphones in or something. I want to play you this and get your thoughts on it. Um, you and then probably Phil and see what you make of this. I tweeted this out earlier. You retweeted it. So you've probably already seen the clip for those in the chat who haven't. Um, and then we'll talk about it. See what you think. I know this is a great point of consternation. Arizona last night, uh, we called it. The AP called it in the middle of the night. Uh, the Trump team believes at the moment, you know, 16% of the vote still out there, that in coordination with Doug Ducey, the Republican governor out there, uh, they think later tonight around 10 o'clock East Coast time that they're going to get another batch and another dump of votes. And they argue, Dana, that they are still in this thing in Arizona. We'll find out later this evening uh, if that's the case. They're also making the argument, not just Maricopa County, where you find Phoenix, uh, but some of these other rural counties as well. You know, the, the president went here in Mojave County, had a huge rally in the closing day there. Um, and trying to drive up those numbers. Uh, they're making the case to me, Dana, that they will win Arizona, but it will not be called until Thursday or Friday of this week. Uh, so we'll mark that word and see if that's the case and the way it turns out. So. I mean, it was the easiest prediction to make about the election. I made it. I, I made the easy choice. I said there's going to be chaos either way. And this this, uh-huh. this is chaos. This is what chaos looks like. Yeah. Um, 
So is there, this is, there, is there a legitimate thing it's, here or uh, is this is this narrative building? Because I've heard, I can hear like, you know, reasonable arguments on both sides. Like you can't prosecute a case about, um, you know, recounts. You can't get into the nitty gritty of, um, you know, this recount stuff unless you have a significant amount of political pressure behind it, I think. I think in order to get the the spotlight where it needs to be. So is it a case of that? Or do you think that there's a genuine thing here? Or is it hope porn? I don't know. You tell me. Well, the left itself knows that there's a problem here. And I, and I can highlight it, which I think supports what you just said, is that never in the history of this country have we failed to get a first vote done on the night of the election. This, this time, Donald Trump is clearly leading in three or four states, and those three or four swing states just decide, nah, fuck it, we're done counting tonight. Oh, we're going to go to sleep. No, that's never happened. So that itself lends that, wait a minute, we have to get a first count at least. Now, there's been plenty of pauses on recounts and this. You can, Again, Phil brought up uh, Bush Gore, and that's absolutely correct. Think about that, though. Bush was ahead on every single count. The night of, all the recounts, everywhere about. But they still litigated the hell out of it. Al, Al Gore was going to concede. Al Gore conceded. He wanted to concede. That's how bad it was. Yeah. yeah. But I think also, so, like, there's these states, many of these states have got it set up to where ballots can come in the day of or even the days after. And so the first count can't really be justified. Yeah, up to nine days after. Yeah. So if we're coming in, you can't count the first vote. Yeah, but we. Yes. I think it's. That's where the Supreme Court is going to come in. This is exactly where the Supreme Court is going to come in because the Constitution, you know, Jason, you you read the Constitution. It clearly states that Congress uh, has the authority to set the day of the election. So any any state rule that lets you take ballots after that date and it's not the same date as every other state, that's going to be challenged all the way to the Supreme Court. We can argue which side's right, but it's going to get challenged because uh, that, that is in itself. In my opinion, completely unconstitutional. I mean, one of the well, reasons yeah, I thought all roads—sorry, they... Jason—one of the reasons I thought all roads went through Pennsylvania, which is is the case for the Trump campaign and not so much for the Biden campaign. But one of the reasons I said, like, yeah, you know, this is this is dangerous in Pennsylvania, is because you know, like any moron on the internet, I've been watching what they've been doing. The, there have been court cases lodged constantly over the last twelve months. There have been constant battles with the Pennsylvania state government. Uh, constant twos and fro's. They still had motions filed like hours before the election, like before the voting started, before the count started. Like it's been constant. There's been gerrymandering. So I I was getting shit from Republicans who were like, nah, Pennsylvania's red. And I'm like, I wouldn't be so cocky about this. Like they they are doing a lot of fuckery in Pennsylvania right now. You know what I mean? But in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Biden really screwed himself over on that because you know, Biden finally took a stance. I mean, we, we saw this with Biden that he refused. I mean, he refused to talk about court packing. He refused to talk about a lot of things. But when he actually talked about, uh, you know, banning fossil fuels, that is a major part of Pennsylvania's uh, uh, economy. And so, yeah. you know, he, he really did do that. And so he did this in the last week before the election. So, I mean, Pennsylvania definitely, that was that was definitely in the minds of a lot of the voters when they were going out to vote. Sure. Um, but of course, there was already early voting going on. Sure. Does part of you guys wonder if the campaigning even matters? Uh, this, by the way, thank you for joining us. We now have the full spectrum. Uh, everybody, this is Sam. This is our Democrat friend, Sam. So we now have Democrat, Libertarian, Tea Party member, Republican, and Doomsday enthusiast who wants to nuke his own country into the Stone Age. 
So we've got we've got the lot tonight. We've so got... to answer your question, Sam, I think that I think campaigning only matters for us, the 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 quote unquote pundits, the amateur pundits, the professional pundits. Um, but for the average voter, no, I don't think campaigning matters at all. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't seem that changed from 2016. It's like barely budged. I, I, how about this? Um, I was having a conversation before, Sam. Tell me what you think. With, I think the Democrats will now push for mass mail-in ballots um, for every election because if I was them, I would. It would make sense. Yep. The mail-in ballots favour them if they can do it legally and you know if they can do the political pressure and the PR job to make it happen, then they're absolutely going to go for it. Um, and why oh, yeah. wouldn't they? Yeah, they what if, what if I told this? Now we're getting reports, and some of them are actually confirmed now, that the returns for voter registration versus actual ballots cast is in some cases, in some counties, over 100%. And also, for the state of Wisconsin, it is now a 90% voter return for ballots, which is mathematically impossible. Uh, so 90% yep. of eligible voters voted, is that what that means? Yes, in 2016, that number was 65%. Well, I mean, you know, gee, that's, that's all stuff that has to go under the microscope. Um, but I'm sure it will. I, I can't imagine that they would sure. let something like that just go. Well, and, and that, that brings I mean, me to my thing about... Hope not, we, we shall see. But this was the whole problem I had with the... Like, as for, when I first heard that they were doing mail-in ballots, it was like, oh, well, they do that already. But then I learned that these were unsolicited mail-in ballots. So you've created a situation where you've put these these legal usable ballots out into the wild. In some cases, you're sending ballots for people who are dead. You're sending six or seven ballots for the same person to the same house. And none of this, once it's out in people's houses and mailboxes, none of this is verifiable at all. No, no one has any idea where these ballots are ending up because nobody actually requested them. They just went out. It was just a process the government did. They just put him in the mailbox. Nobody asked for him, and they ended up at your front door or an abandoned house. Who knows? And like I said, I already have confirmation that ballots were stolen out of mailboxes in Arizona and ended up under a rock on the side of the road. And all of those ballots were either A, ballots that were uh, taken out of someone's mailbox, ditched, or, or ballots that are still usable ballots. Do we count them or not count them? How do you know? They've, they've used this mail-in ballot nonsense, this unsolicited mail-in ballot nonsense, because absentee ballots are one thing, but when you never ask for them and they go out, that's a completely different scenario. Its only purpose could possibly be to create enough static where you get a situation like this. It's on purpose. Well, I just want to, on the mail-in ballots, and I just want to um, ask Sam this question and get his thoughts. So I had this conversation, like, and I think the Democrats will push for more mail-in ballots because for them it absolutely is the smart thing to do. Um, I don't necessarily agree with it, but politically for them, it works out magically. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, a friend of mine, we were talking before, here's something else that you have to consider with the mail-in ballot thing. It completely changes because you asked, Sam, are campaigns even necessary anymore? They probably are, but they're going to change because with mail-in ballots, if people are able to cast their vote a month before election day, that completely changes the rhythm of a campaign. That, that changes everything. And people right now are really, uh, I think, are worn out and they're drawn out because it's basically been a four-year campaign. If mail-in ballots become the norm, the campaign season just went permanent. It's it's locked in now. Because well, consider well, what else this has caused by not doing this on, on one day at one time. Um, you had a situation now, like, and I know this, we could argue the Hunter Biden thing forever, but the Hunter Biden thing did happen. 
Whether or not any of that is legitimate, we know that some of it confirmed is legitimate. Some of it is you can't get away from it. A lot of it questionable. But that happened after, what, 2 million people had already sent their votes back? So what do you do now? Now that you have that information, you know, two weeks before the actual vote, and, but now you get this new, this new information dropped in your lap that could totally change your perception about what, what you would vote for. Do we wait now? Do we let everybody take an extra month to change their votes? And if like you, I said, if you think about static. it, Tom, if it's you think all, it's, all, it's all just created a, a field of illusion and confusion that you can't possibly figure out what's happening anymore. If you think about one it, Tom, that, I'll, I'll, sorry, Sam, you will absolutely, one thing, Sam, one thing, and then we will absolutely go to you because you've been cut off three times. It's my fault. <laughs> but one, one thing, if you think about it, Tom, right, just to that and the nature of campaigns changing, Think about the Democrat campaign. They fired all of their big shots months and years ago. What did they really land in the last month when Republicans were talking about, look at Hunter Biden's laptop? What, the, what were the Democrats doing? They, they had one story about the secret Chinese bank account, but that was pretty much it, I think. I don't remember any other big shot being landed. They did all of their campaigning two years ago, three years ago. And me and James used to talk about it on Trust and Verify. The investigations right now, this is the campaign for 2020. We were very specific. What they are doing right now is building the campaign story for 2020. They, they are campaigning with these election, uh, with these investigations and the Mueller report and everything. This is all part of the campaign cycle. Sorry, Sam. It's your turn. Go ahead. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, I, you know, it's weird to me that this has become a really big issue because I've actually been voting like this for a really long time. Mm -hmm. So. So all of a sudden, this this election, the mail-in ballots are a big issue. But I've been I don't want to cut you off, though. Did you ever ask for those, or did they just show up in your mailbox? No, they just show up in the mailbox. But the other thing, too, it's a contentious issue this time because the the, the mail-in ballot has increased in volume by, like, 300%. So, you know, of course yeah, it's an I'm issue. I'm sure that a lot of that has to do with COVID, right? But, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I like it. I like the post office, too. You know, I'm on the left, so, like, you know, for me... But I would I would add something to this and that one, you know, there's been a lot of bubbles that were burst in the past two days on the left. And one of them is that if you just get ballots out to more people, they'll vote for you. Yep. And I don't think that happened to the extent that they thought it did. Mm. So if you look at like a lot of late breaking people that, you know, maybe I mean, to me, if I think of a late breaking decision, like you're not really paying attention to politics, all, you know, a lot. So those people actually broke for Trump in a big way again. So I, I actually am not so sure that that is always the advantage of the Democrats. Um, you know, maybe it is in this instance. Statistically, but... it is. Historically, it is. Like, well, they, they absolutely, sure. we, but, they absolutely dominate the mailings. That's, that's all I'm getting at. Like, well, right. with the other interesting thing, one of the, let me just throw this in there. One of the best bubbles that got popped on the left, I think, was that Trump actually improved his support with minority groups yeah. and lost support with white americans which kind of blew people's minds well I, I i saw you on twitter earlier and sam gets a lot i'm going to defend sam because sam gets a lot of shit from people who i think don't really get everything and i saw sam today going to war with other democrats on twitter saying enough with this woke shit like it's clearly wrong like you're clearly losing it yeah, you've got to stop it's, it's over i think that bubble is popped like all these people the, the one question from other people who are on the left that i talked to that they're all just like how could the country have voted for him? And I think this like narrative has existed in everybody's heads where they really believe that every single person hated Trump. And this was just some fluke yep. that happened. And despite anything else, I mean, I think that bubble has absolutely popped because they're, 
they're out for Nancy Pelosi now all of a sudden. They're like, these people suck. They yep. can't win us an election. I mean, the Democrats, really, this is, even if Biden wins, still a loss for the democrats because this was supposed to be a much better year than it was it's funny you uh, say that it was like what was it last week on the show i said even if it's i remember saying it's such a weird flex to constantly talk about how horrible donald trump is he's the worst of all time because even if you eke out just like a minor victory all that places you as is slightly better than the worst of all time like that's right. that's such a dumb thing to do it's nothing <laughs> you're not giving anybody anything to vote for you're just saying this guy was completely wrong and i think the the takeaway from the election is maybe Trump's a dickhead, but he wasn't completely wrong. And if you think he's completely <laughs> wrong, you're going to lose. the next. <laughs> that's 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 so cool, because I agree. But it'll be the same on both sides, because they'll say one side will say maybe Trump's a dickhead. And but the other side will say maybe Trump's a dickhead, but he's our dickhead. So fuck you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> right, exactly. And I did exactly. see an interesting stat last night for people who were voting for Donald Trump. Right. It was like 90% of voters for Donald Trump voted, and this is exit poll stuff, so you can't be, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but 90% of Trump voters voted for Trump and not against Biden, but 50% of Biden voters voted for Biden and 50% voted against Trump, if that makes sense. I'm surprised sense. it's that high. I'm surprised it's 50%. Right. I literally, I, there's nothing I ever heard from anybody on was like, I really want Joe Biden to be president because of this. Yep. The only reason anyone ever voted for him is they thought he might be the best to be. It's kind of the same shit they did when they nominated Kerry. They were like, this yeah. is the guy all the Republicans will want. Yep. And he's not, but that's what they think. Yeah, close you enough. Know? Yeah. And um, right. and I, I said this on the show yesterday before the count started coming in when my wife asked me, um, is Trump going to win? And I kind of looked at her and I went, uh, and this is like hand on heart, the honest response I gave her. I said, I was more confident about 2016 than I am about this. If he does win, it's going to come down to maybe one or two states. And the difference this time is Hillary Clinton was so unlikable, so detestable. Joe Biden isn't just that unlikable. Like he's dumb and no. people like he's a fool and he's old and he does gaffes and all of that. And you can take that all into consideration. But when you look across the board as a general sense, Hillary Clinton was so detestable to everybody uh, they couldn't, a lot of people couldn't even fathom pulling that lever for her, but Joe Biden doesn't have that same effect on people. I want to go to, she a, had that, in, she had that entitlement, like that she oh, was yeah. supposed to be the president. And I think everyone, happy birthday to this future off. president. Happy birthday. Right. <laughs> I mean, it just, you know, it's like people, people are, are not that dumb. Right. That's what it comes down yeah. to. And Biden just seems happy to be, Biden seems happy not to be dead. It's a different, it's yeah, a different exactly. outlook I, on life. <laughs> This whole election, I've called Biden the ham. You know, people will say, well, what has Joe Biden done? And I'm, I'm saying, I'm going to be straight with you. He's a ham sandwich. That's what they chose. <laughs> you have. So like, hilarious, Trump actually. Trump a ham sandwich. Absolutely. Uh, winning TV, Can we, if we can go to you. Uh, you've been listening. You haven't yes, had sir. much of a chance to jump in on any topic you want, <laughs> on any okay. angle. Are you taking notes? Uh, I want to go back into the mail-in ballot. Remember, the reason why we're doing the mail-in ballot big time this year was because of what? COVID. Yeah, apparently. Uh, you just spoke about COVID disappearing, and I missed this little gem on Saturday night. The CDC reversed their quarantine rules. If you were, if you were quarantining, you could go out and vote. Yes. So, Very. Wait cute. a minute. Whoa. Wait. Very. You can't cute. leave your house. You can't go anywhere. But you can go out and vote all of a sudden. And it's almost we're like we're doing mail-in ballots for that, right? <laughs> and and people wonder why. 
people are disenfranchised with the election process and with the words from authorities and shit like trust the scientists. It's like, okay, trust the scientists. A week before the election, the CDC came out and said, you know what? We no longer believe in lockdowns. We think it's a bad thing. You should only do it as a last resort. So we're trying to stop countries from doing lockdowns now. It's like, oh, okay, a week before the election. And then the day before the election, by the way, if you have COVID, you can still go out and vote. We're not going to stop you. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's like, well, why, why, is, why are people still telling me to trust the scientists at this point? Please. Can I tell you something weird about all this? Okay. Is that right now you can go to the whitehouse.org webpage, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, whitehouse.gov, and look at the, the guidelines that they have for opening and closing states, and they're unchanged from where they were back in March. Yep. Yep. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I, I've been saying for a while that, well, at least I was saying it back then, that I think what's happening here on at least some level is uh, Trump, when he's on stage with Fauci, is saying the the Fauci, like he's towing the line, the Fauci line. But then later on or, you know, in between, he'll tweet something out to the contrary. And then that gets picked up by the surrogates and the pundits as being the official line. But if you actually. Right. He's, he's yeah. actually. So this is one of the things that bothered me about this is he effectively talked out of both sides of his mouth. Like, well, he's a guy. Politicians that they do have that. on the whitehouse.gov website are very much more drastic than what they're actually doing in the States. Uh-huh. So it's like if it all went out of control, he was able to say, hey, I told everybody to do this. Check out the website. And if it didn't, he could play the other angle. That kind of bothered me. Right. Um. I've got something to show you here, and I'll, I'll I'll open it up for a comment, and whoever wants to take a shot at this one. Saw this clip going around just before. Um, <laughs> there's There are going to be people who say, yes, fuck yeah, fight the power. And then there's going to be people like me, who you'll probably hate, who says, what the hell are you doing? Uh, get, off the, get off the stage. You're making it far worse. Have a look at this. As I mentioned, we are not prepared to give that number now. The Biden crime family stealing the election! <laughs> the media is covering up! The Biden crime family stealing this election! I, I wouldn't be surprised, and I've got to be honest here, this seems too memish. It seems too... That, that's so cringe. It seems too First set all, up for me. Shirt. Look at the shirt. Barbecue, beer, The shirt freedom. is great. It seems like, I mean, hey, I would do something like this. I would pay a guy that's to run out there. I would pay a guy to run out there and say, yell this, make him look fucking crazy. And like barbecue, beer, freedom, you know, it's just, it's such a meme. <laughs> it's Americanism. How can you not trust what he's saying? Yeah, this guy's America the person. He's a patriot. <laughs> I, I mean, know. believe, don't fact check it. Just believe it. So they're still in the election and now we know who the legitimate president but is. this doesn't help i don't know what you're trying to bring this up for well i mean this doesn't help because <laughs> now 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 mountains of copy will be written on uh the internet and go out in publications and stuff and say the conspiracy theorists are trying to dilute the results here's the evidence right here's another one they'll probably dox him and he probably took a he probably broke down on a highway somewhere, stumbled into the woods and came across a hunting club and used their restroom. And they'll say that he has an association with a right-wing militia. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. it's going to run itself. I see James has unmuted, him, um, unmuted himself. Do you want to jump in here? Well, I, I just was trying to get myself situated because I keep dropping the dang Discord. So I was just, I'm ready to fire off when I get, when somebody brings me in here. But yeah, I agree with you guys that, that, that doesn't look legit, really. And if it is, man, I mean, come on. We got dummies on our team, too. Okay? <laughs> There's just dummies in America. Okay? We got dummies on both sides of the aisle. You don't, you don't wear that T-shirt and just start screaming at a press conference. You might scream out, you lie, 
or you, you some lying motherfuckers, but you're not going to go out on some rant like that uh, the way that he did. I think it's a, I think it's a goof. I really do. I think you're right <laughs> that they're trying to make everybody look like this because we know who the people are. Hell, we've been doing shows with these people for what four years. Mm-hmm. Our people don't act like that. Yeah. I mean, he's even got a mullet. I mean, come on, you know, <laughs> come on, man, <laughs> come on, man. It's too perfect. It's too perfect. Hey, maybe, maybe this guy is the owner of Barbecue Beer and Freedom uh, in, <laughs> in northern Pennsylvania. Yes. He runs Barbecue Beer and Freedom. He's getting promo. He's a genius. Just for the shirt, I can't not like him. <laughs> I don't That's hate the I'm guy. That would, if that were a podcast, I'd, I'd subscribe to it. <laughs> Barbecue Beer and Freedom with this well, guy. Well, there you go. I think he just burst it. <laughs> You just burst somebody's podcast right there. That's going to be the intro, too. It's going to be beer guns and freedom all, all over the place. <laughs> what the hell am I I'm doing wrong here? I'm changing my Twitter <laughs> handle. I'm changing the Twitter handle right now. <laughs> well, since we've got you, James, um, we were talking about the campaign before, like the nature of the campaign's changing now. I remember you and I talking about this in 2017 or thereabouts. Back when people still gave a fuck about Donald Trump's Twitter, like on the other side, when they used to say, we need to shut his Twitter down. This is disgraceful. We can't have this Twitter. You and I would sit down and fucking war game how all uh, campaigns in the future are going to be focused on social media, right? And now you have this situation where you're going to have mail-in voting, I I suspect, you know, weeks in advance. It's going to change the whole election cycle. I think it's only going to get more intense. I think it's only going to get worse. I'm surprised at how divided everybody seems to. I mean, like, it's it's so halved, and I, I think that's the problem I kind of have with everything is we're going to have some big problems coming up. We do have China breathing down our neck, and yep, this isn't really good. we got to figure a way out of this somehow. Well, I mean, I know you're not a big fan of Biden. You're more of a, you know, hold your nose and vote for Joe kind of a guy. Um you know, I, well, I, I want wonder... to tell you, I think what's happening is my nightmare scenario right now. So like right. Joe Biden winning the presidency with Mitch McConnell running the Senate and <laughs> losing seats in the House and the six to three Supreme Court. Is Kamala Harris VP. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, to me, this is just a disaster. You it's know, I was a little bit excited before the election because I said, you know what, no matter what happens, one of the establishments is going to get nuked. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it split right down the line where that doesn't really happen to either side. Yeah. It kind of does, but it doesn't really. Yeah. You know? I, I don't think Trump's just going gonna away. Be good luck. Yeah. Trump isn't going away. We're going to have some serious economic issues. I think coming up in 2021 from a consumption standpoint, I don't think a, a Republican Senate with Mitch McConnell is going to give Biden an inch. They're not going to let him, you know, Oh, they're going to block everything to to any post. Yep. So unfortunately I think that's going to keep the populist tide growing. Well, and, um, I, I agree. And I want to show you something that came out. There's a lot of there's This is like a hot time now in this window, like just after the result. This is when everyone's trying to get the upper hand, like in the information battle, if you know what I mean. Everybody's fighting and clawing each other. Have a look at this. Centrist Democrats talk leadership changes after negative election results. And there would people be out there, idiots would be out there going, what? Negative election results? Joe Biden did that. Joe Biden did an amazing job. But here's the thing. To me, this this all this is is the establishment of the Democrats because we've long talked about, and James and I have talked about this as well on Trust and Verify. We've long talked about the civil war on the Democrat side of the aisle, similar to what happened in 2016 on the Republican side. 
the same thing is going to happen on the Democrat side. But with this result, if Biden ends up being the president on 270 and just ekes it out, it's just enough for the establishment of the Democrats to say, hey, we won. What do you want? And now when they're saying we're going to talk leadership changes, this to me is the establishment of the Democrats throwing some scraps off the table for like the, the liberals and the progressives and that kind of thing, giving them a little bit of a taste, just enough for them to stay there. Right? Just we we just did yeah, enough. Yeah, it's a disaster. And I think I think it's gonna get the the battle on the Democratic side is gonna happen in a big way in twenty twenty four. Do you reckon they'll no do you reckon it. they'll undermine Joe? You know, it's funny. I don't think anybody gives a shit about him. Right. I think it's going to be about Kamala versus whoever else is out there. And I don't know who that person's going to be, but oh, Kamala I've got a is, theory on that. is establishment through and through. And, you know, kind of like even with these like, I mean, forgive me for a minute, but these asshole uh, never Trumpers that kind of showed up on the Democratic side grifting. I think they collected like $40 million to run Lincoln Project. Yeah, exactly. And and like like those people never even existed, really. Yep. <laughs> you know? There was this 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 mental block that, they, that existed on the left that Republicans didn't like Trump when he had more support with Republicans than any president ever. Yep, more than Reagan. It was, just, it was weird. And another thing with with the election is Trump actually drove up support with people that didn't vote in 2016. That was another thing people didn't see coming. Yep. yep. He lost. Like, if it was just the people who voted in 2016, he might have straight up lost pretty decidedly. But he drove out new voters also. Yeah, there's people out there saying, oh, people. there's people out there saying, oh, good, now the Republicans can wash their hands of Trump. That's not going to happen for two reasons. Number one, he's a former president if he loses. And, you know, I'm not saying he has. And there's, uh, you know, there's obviously uh, James is on the panel who believes he can still win. And I'm open to that possibility as well. I'm just saying, like, hypothetically, just say he loses. He's a former president, so he's obviously he's going to have a lot of influence either way, just like Obama did. He's going to be hanging around. He's not going to just retire and go out and play golf. He's, you don't think he's just going to like relax nah, and not? No, 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 no. That's no Donald way. Trump can't just relax. Not in his character. No. Not <laughs> in his character. At Twitter all. might censor the fuck out of him, but he's not going anywhere. He, I foresee he'll want like revenge. a Trump news network. It will be yeah, revenge. That's what I think is going to happen. He's going to. He With is going to be the future head of the Republican Party still well but here's the other thing though right so people have said uh this is the end of the republican party now they can wash their hands of trump he ex in this election he expanded their base the republican party grew under him it got bigger can't get away from this him, is though. this is a problem that the republican party is really going to have to face is that um in a large way the gop has become the party of trump and so if is it if a problem were to disappear uh, I don't, yeah, I don't foresee it as a problem. I would I would lean into the curve, to be yeah, honest with you. Get harder. Because I think that I think that the problem is is like who are they nominating after Trump goes away, right? And so having somebody that they can all corral around, Trump. they're gonna need somebody that's similar to Trump, and there really isn't anyone out there like Trump. Not yet. Um, but uh, this is gonna be my last comment. I gotta yeah. I gotta head off. But uh okay. but yeah, no, I, I think it's gonna be an issue for the GOP to find what their personality is or what their their philosophy or what their politics are after trump is gone well one thing i will say about donald trump is that he does appear to have at least started the ball rolling on solving their demographic problem yeah which i can't think of any other person in the gop who would have been able to do that um because you did see this election win or lose yeah he's he he you saw an incredible shift of especially Latino voters, yep. black voters coming out for Donald Trump that nobody ever thought they would see. And it's only like 1.2%, which sounds like, you know, meaningless. 
But in terms of GOV uh, voter turnout, that's massive. That's ridiculous. There's no way for the Republican establishment he, or the... He presents it not directly as a class issue, but he grabs the anger that is inherently a class issue. That's my opinion. Okay. Sorry. The Democrats don't. I mean, the, the weirdest thing about the left is that when they were polling people on, you know, what they thought about like BLM and racism, it was all the white people that thought that everybody was really racist. And the minority <laughs> that they polled doesn't did. surprise me in the slot. It was like, <laughs> you know, and you know, and it's, it's, I mean, you look at Nancy Pelosi, the worst thing about her is just the way she presents herself. She yeah. comes across like an elitist. Oh, cause idiot. that's, that's what she is. She's a, she's a San Francisco, yeah, she's a West coast Uber capitalist, uh, big business whore, essentially. Uh, whore for the corporations who says social justice things from time to time to her idiot voters who think that she genuinely believes in it. That's that's what I get. Yeah, and I, I I think Trump is going to be the nominee in 2024 if he's still as spry as he is today. I really believe that. Yeah. I, I, I think he's just going to lob bombs at Joe Biden for four years, and Joe Biden's not going to be able to do anything. If he was able to do anything, there's no telling if it would work, but it's definitely not going to work if he can't do anything. So there's going to be a lot to complain about. And I, I, I think he'll be the guy again in 2020. I don't know who's going to... Uh, you think Trump I mean, will run again? He all the oxygen out of the room. I don't know yeah. who could compete with him. Uh, Boogie, Trump has privately said that, apparently, that if he loses, he's he's coming back in 2024. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I, Why I, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. honestly, yeah. it at least appears on the surface that this is this guy's leisure activity. Like, he genuinely enjoys the, the, <laughs> the lights and the commotion. <laughs> he thrives. It is. I mean, it really is. Like, like, this guy, all this guy did was, like, reality TV and, like, public appearances his entire life. And now he can just keep doing that with no pressure on it at all after this. It, you know what I mean? Yeah, he thrives on it. I mean, I, I think he, this is, like, where he gets his energy. Well, and... You know, like when when it's all said and done, if Biden does end up winning, and we've dropped James, if James, if you're listening, if you want to jump back in, I'm sure it's it's probably got to do with his shitty Hawaiian internet, which constantly drops out. Uh, not his internet, but the like the Wi-Fi, uh, the Wi-Fi, the coverage over there in Hawaii, it's it's really bad. So, um, if you want to live in Hawaii, you got to be prepared to like either work seven days or not work at all. I think that's the only way you can survive in Hawaii making money. Yeah. Also, don't ever be in a rush for anything. I learned that. You know, <laughs> yeah. Island, island time, bro. Island time. Island time. Um. So, if he does come back, I mean, because if just say Biden ends up winning it, when it's all said and done in the wash, it's it's not decisive. It won't be the kind of uh, defeat for Trump where he can walk away and say well you know what I gave it my best shot but the better guy won it's the kind of defeat for Trump where he can say you know what if we only got like 10,000 here and 1% there and 1% there I would still be fucking I'd be, still have the job or, or or I you know it was it was rigged it was cheated and yeah, you know, that's, I, that's I legitimately definitely. won but didn't get it so I'll get another opportunity I think that's what the narrative will be and four years and four years to campaign on it now yeah, well, I can guarantee you, win or lose, this this is obviously going to get litigated. Like it's not even a question. Mm -hmm. You you are at least at least going to see something that's shady enough. I don't know what it would be. I don't know if it would be something that's like legitimately, a, a, like a, a glaring fraud. I, don't, I mean, I I can't see anything right now that would point to that, except for the the uh, seemingly mathematically impossible voter turnout. But even so. You're going to see enough of something come out where he can point to it and say, hey, listen, it wasn't me. They they stole it from me. They cheated. And that's all he's going to need to get back in the race. 
And if Biden's ineffectual for four years, <laughs> well, he will, or two, you know, or two until he dies. He yeah. 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 Well, you know, or, midterms, yeah. I mean, you know, I would expect the midterms, uh, probably, you know, usually the, the party that has the presidency will lose the midterm house races. Yeah. But even so, that, even well, before that, it's, it's already, funny you mentioned that they're already it, trending it, Republican in the house. Yeah. It's, like the house is actually might enough. flip here. It's, 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 it's not said and done yet, but it's 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 a possibility. Like they're picking up enough seats. I heard on the uh, one of the news networks. I can't remember which one it was. I'm so damn tired. But the leftist pundits were really upset that it wasn't a blowout. Yeah. How could America still vote for this guy? We see we aren't good. America still sucks. I mean, it was horrible. They were going on. They're dejected right now because they were promised a big landslide. From the racist, bigoted, homophobic, Islamophobic, xenophobic. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember yeah. what my prediction was before the election? Oh, remind us. So I said it. I said that I thought that Trump would outpace all of the polling by five percent, the yep. state averages. Yep. And that it was basically a coin flip. That was my opinion going in, and everybody on the left was like, "You're an idiot. We're going to take Texas. We're going to take Georgia." Yeah, like, right. Yeah. And I was like, "Listen." Well, this is just what I think, right? And like that's that's amazing because that's it sounds like you and I are in the same boat. Because I'll bring this up once again. This is the map that I tweeted out on July 26, and I said specifically in this mock-up, Trump needs to win Florida, Pennsylvania, and Arizona to keep the White House. They say Biden will end up on 270. If you flip Arizona on my map to the Democrats, he gets 270. So you know it's. <laughs> Yep. I, I, it's just crazy well, how people, also, gonna, the most people I talked to either on the right or left were convinced for them it was going to be a blowout. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah, I was just going to say that, Sam, on my Saturday night show. Uh, they had 446. California going red. I'm like, are you guys insane? <laughs> California red, right? I, New York I will red? say, New York actually was a lot closer than it should have been. And of course, I'm talking within a factor of like 30%. But for New York, that's that's crazy. And I said that. I said he would get more votes in New York, but he won't win it. And yeah, they were like, "Oh, you're 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 doomsdayer." <laughs> you know, Trump's got it. He's got New York. It's red. Well, Massachusetts. If, red. I live up here. <laughs> you're telling me New York's gonna be red? What if this ends up coming out in the wash? Because it's not just New York. There were other places where Biden like had a swing towards him, and it's really just the blue wall states. And it's really not by that much. Like he didn't, he didn't blow Hillary Clinton out of the water. You know what I mean? In some places, he underperformed as opposed to Hillary Clinton in 2016. And if you look at like the Miami, I know you're down in my uh, Florida, Tom. If you look at the Miami Dade example that everybody's talking about, uh, all the Cuban Americans voting for Donald Trump, like they didn't win the district, but they cut um, the deficit from Hillary to. Uh, Biden from like 30 points to six or something like that, something ridiculous like that. Well, there's so, a reason for that. It's because um, the actual Spanish word for progressivism and socialism is the same word. So they were able to go, hey, ah. this is what, no, yeah, that's what it is. It's the translation. So these Cubans were like, are you serious? You're going to run on socialism? Well, you can go F yourself. Wow, that's a little bit of metagame there. That's fantastic. It didn't account for all of the Latino votes, but it did account for the, the Cuban ones. Well, they were not yeah. happy because I've worked I've worked with a lot of Cuban guys, and they are not. Yeah, they are pretty based. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they're the new white supremacists. We know that now. 
Um, but see, you were talking about before, like he's started, he started to address like the demographic problem or like the, um, you know, the voter, like the voter ethnicity, uh, issue, which has kind of like, you know what I mean? He started to shift it into other areas. What if in the, in the rundown of this election, like in the next weeks or whatever, when they start going through places like New York, what happens to the Democrat messaging in places like New York? If they wake up one day and discover, oh shit, all of these people, like the reason that this shortened as much as it did in in New York, for example, is because we lost like 40% of the minority vote. Like what the hell is going on here? We've already lost the rule. We've lost the blue collar workers. They can't afford to lose the minority ones as well. Like, and Sam was saying, this is the end for the woke shit. You have to drop the woke shit, get back to class stuff. Yeah. It's that, I, I, I do hope that if nothing else, the woke shit is dead. There's no evidence for it being a good thing at all. There's none. Nothing else. No, I mean it's it's divisive on its face. It's divisive like in its core. So I mean trying to use that as your platform to lift up everything else is just not you can't build a, a whole campaign on hatred of each other. No, and and honestly, it's the absence of an issue, right? It's like you're not even saying how you want to solve these issues or anything. You're just basically saying these people don't like you, you want to vote for us. And I'll tell you, you know, you're talking about New York. I'm sure New York is divided across class lines, and that has a lot to do with how they vote. But California is also. So the last time we had a governor's contest, the Republican did a lot better than I thought they would, and it was specifically for that reason. I mean, you have people here living in, like, $8 million houses, and then the town next door, nobody can afford to eat. And eventually, if that just keeps going and going and going, people get pissed, you know? Yeah, like, to be honest, I mean, California is so big geographically and has such a high population, at some point, they should really cut that state in half. I mean, it's north and south. Yeah, at the very least. Some people say four states. I think that's too much. I would say it's because the north half of California, I've never been there. I talked to a lot of people that have. The north half of California is a totally different world than the south half of California. Yeah, but you like, know, they don't have the same issue. You know what happens? You know what happens, though, when you do that? Because if that happens and one of those two goes to the Republicans, then guess what? It'll be, hey, Texas is too big. We need to cut the south part of Texas off. It should be South Texas and North Texas. But even Texas doesn't have the same population density problem that, that California does. Right. At least in the you south half funny, of California. It's not necessarily a density problem. It's just a big place. Like, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, most of California is just like desert and farmland, you know, and, and mountains. All but, I'm saying is you you open up a can of worms potentially when you go, start yeah, well, going I'll down there. Also, well, no, and that's California actually a good can of worms because then we can separate all the cities into their own little city states, like they should be. Immediately, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be. No, it's funny you say Troy you will say be the that, capital right? of California. Sent, <laughs> it's funny you say that. I just boogie. I just sent you something on Twitter in the DMs, and it was something I pointed out before, and it was just about you know who was voting in which way, and like in the year two thousand, when Gore versus Bush uh -huh. versus twenty sixteen Hillary versus Trump, Hillary won like like 25% less um, counties than Trump did, mm -hmm. but I'm sorry, than, than Gore did, but it represented like way more GDP. So I'm really curious how that'll tease out in 2020. And if you look at these election maps, it's exactly like you're saying it's, you have cities that are blue and everything else is red. And I think that that is the story that in the onion that needs to be peeled back is, 
why are the people in blue doing this and why is everybody who's not in those blue centers so averse to it yeah look at this al gore won sorry we'll go to, we'll sorry, go bro. i'll go straight to you after this this is an interesting stat okay. though al gore won in 2000 al gore won 659 counties comprising 54 percent of total gdp uh, George Bush won 2,397 counties, comprising 46% of total GDP. So just in that uh, on its own, just one thing, uh, the, the, the geography makeup of these two sides hasn't really changed in 20 years. So that's one thing to note. But And then in 2016, Hillary Clinton won 472 counties, making up 65% of GDP. Donald Trump won 2,584 counties, making up 35% of the GDP. What that would indicate to me without doing any kind of really deep analysis is um, that as the GDP and the spread for the Republicans, they're getting more poor people, right? So, and, and Hillary and the rest are getting more rich people. And, and, you know, it's these population centers. She's actually covering less counties, but the populations are getting more concentrated in those counties, right? Is that a fair thing to say? Right, and because I think that's where all the money is. So, like, yep. the people have to go there. They may not even want to go there. Well, that's I mean, where immigrants go. Like, it's the same in this country. New immigrants come to this country. We have to bribe immigrants in this country to spend time in either, in not in either Sydney or Melbourne, because that's where they all go, Sydney or Melbourne. We, we will pay them, like, a part of their salary to go and work in a country town for two years, like, just to try right. and get them out. And I, I'm sure as soon as it's done, they just move straight back to the city again. Because that's where all the opportunity right. is. Uh, sorry, go ahead, right. Phil. You were going to say something. Well, New York is a prime example of that. I mean, look at the map of New York. Every time a governor a governor's race occurs, it's uh, New York City decides. That's what everybody says yep. in the entire state. The entire state is red, except for New York City, the five boroughs. Yeah. So you're, some, you're starting point... to see a frustration now with people up here. They're getting frustrated because you can't get anybody else in because of new york city you know yeah so you, know, you have a legitimate argument from these people at some point that now they're being robbed of their representation mm -hmm. because everyone else in the whole state can vote for somebody else because this one city decides that's not what they want they get their guy so when you have issues like uh well you mentioned california has a lot of forests and farmland and stuff okay great so if L.A. votes in a guy who promises to raise taxes on gasoline, that doesn't really affect the people that live in L.A. at all. It's the guy that lives in North Cali that now has to drive 60 miles to work every day because it doesn't take him as long to cover that distance that's, that's taking in in the butt from all of this increase in taxes that he didn't really want to vote for because it's affecting him on a daily basis. But he has no chance at all between him and all of his friends and all every other county around him to do anything about it at all. Yeah, and I'll get real boring for a minute. I think, you know, you hear me talk about it all the time, but one of the ways, you know, money could be printed by the government, but it's also printed every time a bank loan goes out. And so if you dump interest rates, the people who get these huge loans are people that already have money, right? Isn't that the joke? Is like if the best way to get a loan is to not need it. Mm -hmm. You know, and what's happened is they've now got all this money that they're using as credit and they trade it with each other. They trade assets with each other, high priced assets. So that's why, like, the stock market goes bananas and houses go up. Yet the underlying health of the economy hasn't improved at all. It's actually gotten worse. And this... so if the bottom can't justify the top, the top goes through more desperate acts of how do we keep this going? Well, there isn't a way. So that that's kind of what I'm worried about for the next four years is. 
I think we've, you know, it's a game of musical chairs, and I think the music's about to run out. And I would prefer, you know, as a liberal, I'd prefer to have the Republicans in office when the music stops. I right. think Biden's going to be there. Well, here's, here's another point to the cities argument, right, and the big cities. If you look at all of the rundowns, the majority of the rundowns state by state last night in the breakdowns, I think Phil and myself are the only two people who are anal retentive enough to do something like that. So go through state by state and look at each individual county and see like how many percentage in each county and how close. When you do that, you'll note that when you go in for those zoom ins on each state and you look at the counties, all around the cities are blue and everything else is red. And that's in pretty much every single state. Now, effectively, right, because Tom's point is a great, great point about the guy living in North California. He has to deal with the policies that are passed by people who live in LA and it doesn't really affect them in the same way. It is, and I don't want to sound too hyperbolic here, but it is effectively a workaround for the electoral college system, right? Because people say, well, the electoral college, the point of the electoral college is to not have two states dictate to the rest of the country. But if the big cities are dictating to the state, then it's effectively the same thing. Am I wrong? It is. Yeah, no, there's a book actually that um, sent it to you that got put out last year that l talks about the United States in exactly the terms you just did. That it basically said it's cities that are basically telling everyone else how to live. Yep. And it's only a few cities. It's not all of them. It's New you know, York. It's LA. If you go into like northern New, Houston. New York, I mean... Northern New York has been wiped out by global trade, right? I mean, you, that used to be a huge manufacturing place. You have the Erie Canal and all those other things. Well, Ohio is the same thing. Like, yep. it's the same everywhere. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's every, the, the blue wall. I think that's the reason it's come down. I think the, the idea behind global trade is that you, you, you basically c consolidate everything. And, and what's, what's worse, I'll just add one other tip to it is the media serves those cities. The media doesn't serve everything else. So the media is, to go where they can group the number of advertisers together that have Correct. the most disposable income because that commands the highest ad prices. Well, and, and not just that, that, but that's why yeah, people think the media and they need liberal. to hit they need to hit the the right amount of audience. How many people are going to watch a half hour special on a town made up of two hundred and fifty people out the back of fucking Oklahoma somewhere? Nobody cares about that, you know. If you group them all together, right, then you might have something, right? Which I think Fox News does, yeah. and I think that's just kind of how it works out. Like I think there's a market problem. Interesting. And the vote is what, you know, I think uh, Michael Moore gave that speech in 2016 where he's like, you know, you've basically disenfranchised all these people. They have no money. They have no um, uh, power with their pocketbook. They have no power with anything, but they, they have their vote. And if that's all you give them, they're going to shove it up your ass. And and now, yeah, it's the fuck you vote. And But now, yep. like now that we've established the relationship the cities have with the states and then the states to the electoral college votes, um, it's null and that's effectively null and void. Um, the big cities will still dictate who runs the country, even though the electoral well, the cities have their own problem exists. too. Because you know, if you live in a city, I mean, I don't know what it's like in Sydney, but I assume it's kind of the same. Five like, five million people. If you, if you it's not to, a small one, you know. Right, but I mean, if you try to buy a house in a city, the prices right now are so high it's that ridiculous. even if you're a high earner, you know, the, let me just put this into perspective: the people in my neighborhood on the next door app were absolutely losing their minds about the idea that Biden would tax people that make over $400,000. Uh -huh. And what they were saying was, how will I afford to live? Well, and well, just know. to just to back up your point, um I grew up around an area where, you know, housing commissions are common. And for us a housing commission would be like your projects, right? 
and it's not uncommon to have to pay now in that area. You, you're looking at for like an average three bedroom fibro home, not even brick. It's not uncommon to be paying like $700,000 Australian for that in the place, oh, yeah. like in the projects, like where you could have, you know, a single drug addicted mother living next door who steals car stereos in the street. It's not uncommon. That's right. how bad it is. And, and, and with the idea that it'll be worth, you know, three times as much in exactly. five, 10 years, you know, yeah. and that's just an unsustainable thing. So no matter what, I think that's all going to collapse on itself because really the, the steps that were taken after 2008 have just sort of pushed this problem down the road and really created the world that we're living in now. It, it like, I mean, I'm older. I don't know how old everybody else is, but it wasn't like this when I was a kid, <laughs> right. you know, and, uh, I think we're all around the still. same age. So I'm pushing that I'm mid to late early, 30s. I'm in my early 40s. Yep. Yep. So we're about the same. Uh, I'm 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 the same as Boogie. So yeah, we're not we're not that young. We're, we're a bunch of boomers in here. It's fine. <laughs> we, we all grew up watching Rocky <laughs> get the shit out of the Russians. <laughs> feels, exactly. Feels like I'm Greatest staying out of this of one. All time. Rocky four, <laughs> right. where where Rocky wins a, a fight against an entire country using only the power of Von. And he turned them all to to root for him. Remember at the end of that movie, they all they all turned their back on Russia, even the high command. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was fantastic. I wish there was another Rocky, like uh, the deleted scenes after that, where they take the boxer out the back and shoot him in the head and bury him in an yeah. unmarked grave. <laughs> <laughs> you are disgraced to Mother Russia. You're pathetic. <laughs> um, how about this? Um, we'll go around. We'll go around the room with our remaining guests. We have got Lucifer, Sam, Major Tom, and Phil D'Angelo of Winning TV. Uh, I want to thank Mister America, the Beard of Truth, for joining us before and. Uh, um, the Flying Hawaiian, my old comrade from TAV show, uh, at Real Person PLTCS, James R. How about this? An open-ended question. What happens now? <laughs> Good luck. And go. <laughs> Action. <laughs> Your motivation for this scene is you are deeply confused. Go. <laughs> 2016 election keeps rolling on. Doesn't stop. That's it. It's still the 2016 election, and it will be for the next four years. Yeah, I don't know if you're in here before when I made that point to somebody in the chat who said, will Donald Trump concede to unify the country? And I said, no, uh, because the last four years, the Democrats never conceded. Hillary Clinton never conceded. Uh, nobody's ever going to concede anything. No one's ever going to concede again. I mean, the, the, so. the, the thing is, everyone is going to do anything they can to get an inch, no matter what it is. Yeah. If they can do it, they're going to do it. It doesn't matter who it is. The days of like gentlemanly sort of, uh, you know, jousting, the gentlemanly jousting are done. It's it's well, done. If things get bad enough, I mean, the only the only flip side of that is that, in my view, like I still see Trump as an establishment guy. I mean, I know that uh -huh. you guys all don't, but I just kind of saw him as a front for Mitch McConnell. So to me, the same regimes still exist, and I think neither of them is acceptable. So if things do get really bad in 2021, which I I expect they will. Um, there could be a revolt against everybody. I don't think people really like hate each other as much as it seems they do. The problem is, is that people are in totally different information bubbles, especially in the cities. Like, like I said, they just couldn't even conceive how anyone could vote for Trump, and it's because they don't talk to anybody who would vote for Trump. Mm. Yeah, the, the, he, the, fair, the comment most, you made. A lot of people don't talk to me either. You allow me on the show and to have you know discussions, but <laughs> the comment you made to the Democrats, they want to shut me up. That, so that Max Boot article that we read, and you you came up with the comment. Oh, this is no, no. This isn't what he really thinks. This is just what he says to impress his brunch friends. And I was like, that's fucking accurate. <laughs> that's about yep. right. Um, Major Tom, 
what do you think? Is it all going to end in a in a hail of hellfire and nuclear war like we all pray that it does? Or are we going to be disappointed I have to say, again? I, I have gotten the chaos out of this election that was almost on par with exactly what I expected. <laughs> um, I, I can only hope that it gets worse because, <laughs> because all signs point to that it will. I haven't been wrong yet. I will remind you. Uh, if you've watched my show at all, we're all, it's basically uh, an hour every weekend of me screaming into a web browser while you guys get to look at the same tabs open that I have. Um, <laughs> you, you will know that I told you exactly how this was going to work out. We were going to have this vote where the, the, the complications were going to be legion, where we couldn't ever possibly, at the end of the day, sit down as a country and look at each other and go, oh, yeah, that made sense. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was never going to happen. Like we, we set ourselves up for failure, and we let it happen. But it, good news is, now we've got the idea out there. Major Tom 2024, MT 2024, you have four years to convince everyone around you that, hey, as your cities continue to burn down, and as your taxes continue to increase exponentially, you can just vote for me and I'll just silence all your problems immediately in four years' time. So, so make sure you check me out. I'll put my link in the chat for you guys if you wanted to watch me. Good probably night. this week. It's been moving around a lot. My normal time slot, Saturday, 10 p.m. So I'll probably be at the same time this week. Get your Doom porn fix with Major Tom with zeros for O's because everything in your life is that difficult. Yeah, I put it in the chat because I'm not going to make you type that out, even though cool people would type that out. (laughs) There it is. It's in the chat. Um, Phil D'Angelo winning TV. What do you think happens now? So, and if I can, if I can just speak, like I hope I'm not speaking out of turn. Um, I think if he were here, Mr. America, the bearded truth would say the same thing is going to happen now as has happened before, because you know, his, his argument was why do you keep voting for the two parties that keep doing the same thing over and over again? And for James, I think he, he's going to and you know he wouldn't be saying this just without if he didn't genuinely believe it and that's fine uh james is of the opinion that this is still going to fall trump's way and you know it's going to play out and the information's there and if you just look at the right info then that's the way it's going to go so and i hope i'm not being you know representing it uh falsely or anything like that so uh winning tv what do you think our former organizer for the tea party has your heart been sufficiently broken i've been trying to black pill you now for a few months have, have you given up? I, I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing just now. Laughing. So. <laughs> Good. We won. We won. A successful black yeah. film. Uh, I, yeah. I, in the back of my mind yesterday, I had MT2020 as a write-in in the back of my mind. Just so yeah. you know, Someone photoshopped my, my, that actually into like a, a real ballot. <laughs> so, like, I was so happy and excited when I saw it. Couldn't get John McAfee yeah. on, the, on the ticket for vice president by any chance? No, I had Mersh. Mersh was my VP pick. It was me and Mersh. <sighs> It's going to be great. The only the only campaign promise I wanted from you was a week long party, and then we just no. I was going to give you guys a year because I figured it would take that long to coordinate launching nukes back at themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Have a whole year. Well, I was going to immediately lock all the borders down. You're not allowed to leave unless you have like a foreign passport. You're you're stuck here now. We we made the call and we have to live with it. And then we we're going to have like a one year of celebrating America. One year of like a, a road warrior no situation. Yeah, no more consequences. Get it all out of your system. And then, and then right after that, just I'll snap my fingers and it'll be over. So one year to fuck everything or shoot everything or fuck the things you shoot, whatever you want to do. And then we're setting the nukes on ourselves and it's game over. <laughs> yes. Um, I think this is going to drag out for months. This is Clinton, uh, Bush, Gore times a thousand yeah. for the next three years. It's going to be horrible. 
So yeah. the, get used to not getting any sleep. That's yeah. for sure. How about, can you just imagine this, Phil, for the next, let's say, let's put a timeline on the next month. Can you imagine how agonizing it's going to be for the next month? The constant stream coming out of both sides. New bombshell report. Report suggests that Ballas, <laughs> new bombshell report suggests that the Trump team is operating under false pretenses. Bombshell, bombshell, bombshell. It's going to be, we will actually pray for the big empty actual real bombshells. <laughs> But, it's it's yes. not a joke. That's what you mean to telling you. Now, this this next four years is just a four-year campaign. Yeah. I don't have to say anything except my campaign slogan. That's it. MT2020. <laughs> that's all you got to see. Every time you see something happen that's crazy in the world for the next four years, just think about that. And then by the time it's over, you'll be like, oh, it's obvious. The choices can't be any other way. <laughs> do, you, do you think, Phil, um, that Biden's going to hold here, ultimately? Uh man, I don't know. What the Arizona thing has got my mind boggled. How That's they're flipping back one. and forth. Yeah. That's just unbelievable. I mean, how can this be, even be happening? I mean, uh, to put to put a little sorry, sorry up. to interrupt one one thing for the Arizona thing. Uh, apparently because I was looking at it before, apparently a lot of these votes are coming out of the Phoenix suburbs and you know, you know, whether people like to hear it or not, Trump ultimately was getting not killed in the suburbs but you know soundly defeated in the suburbs it's the whole big city argument that we just had a few minutes ago right that's the problem right. and so a lot of these votes are votes like 60% of the ones that are still uncounted are coming out of like phoenix suburbs and stuff so i'm like oh man i don't know am i getting sucked in it does for look like um, it does look like georgia's pretty finalized for donald trump it's only a factor of like a hundred thousand votes, but there, it's. I'm reading all counties complete 159 out of 159. Uh, all precincts reporting the that's the number 49.86 for Donald Trump to Joe Biden's 48.91. <laughs> Fate of kings in the chat, guys. We have bigger problems. We're in a pandemic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's over. The CDC said you can go vote. Uh, don't worry about it. You got COVID. That's all right. Yeah, We're good. Yeah, that's true. Um, I appreciate you being on, uh, watching last night as I was going through county by county, which nobody likes apparently I love it. for me yeah. and you. Yeah. So full, full on political nerd. So, um, thanks. Thanks, Phil. So where can we catch you? You're going to be on tomorrow night winning TV. Uh, yes, I will. If I can get some sleep tonight, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, but I will be on regardless. I might be sleeping at my microphone, but that's all right. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. I'll let you guys go. Thank you so much for um, giving so much of your time. I thought it was a good chat, and I hope the audience enjoyed it too. It was good to flesh yeah, out cheers. a couple of things. Uh, I love coming on uh, the Daily Boogie. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely brilliant. There they go, the boys, ladies and gentlemen. Brilliant. Um, so I want to give a big shout-out to Mr. America, the Bearded Truth, at Real Person PLTCS, uh, Lucifer Sam, Winning TV, Phil D'Angelo, and of course, the big empty Major Tom. Uh, I'm just looking here. You know what? I think we'll end it there <clears throat> and we'll go out the, came the way we started with reminding the most powerful country on earth just exactly what they voted for. So thank you to everyone who contributed tonight. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Thank you to all of your uh, donations tonight on DLive. I couldn't uh, read a lot of them because, you know, we were having a conversation. Other people were speaking and stuff, so I hope you understand. Apologies for that. 
Um, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, please do so at Boogie Bumper. And I'll be back on Friday night with another edition of the Daily Boogie. Don't forget to follow all of our friends as I let the sounds of the new America potentially take us out until next Friday. See you soon. Thanks so much. Soak it in. Enjoy it. Enjoy this. Enjoy this, America. This is what you wanted. <laughs> oh, boy. There's something happening in here. But it is ain't exactly clear. And, and now all the cringe has been justified. Oh, God. Imagine four more years of this. People will be praying for Big Empty to nuke you. I'm sorry, I can't even do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Thank you to everyone for joining us. Uh, I'll be back, like I said, on Friday night. Uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.